Hello and a very happy new year it is indeed. I hope you all had a wonderful festive period and a fantastic new year and you enjoyed your break from home and away I'm sure I'm sure you all did. Uh, welcome I'm Cy Hampton this is Coastal News an unofficial home and away podcast season two we're back and um, the show is back as well um, weeknights on channel five and five star what a week it's been such a long gap this year we're back the show is up and running and so is season two of the podcast i'm so excited to be back i have missed recording these podcasts and i'm really excited to be getting on and back to our weekly episode roundup if you're new to the podcast do follow subscribe and now you can rate as well if you're on spotify give us a rating go on it really helps support it and you too can um, hear my thoughts join in with other fans a conversation as episodes air and um, it's a really nice community welcome i'm just very happy that we're back um, new feature this year as well for season two and um, we're calling it first look where at the end of each episode we'll be going through the synopsis of the episodes in the week ahead so we get a quick heads up of what to expect on home and away in the coming week and also what we'll be discussing on the podcast so stick around for that later in the meantime let's do this New Year and we have picked it up at this chemical attack at Salt. We were left on this big cliffhanger, weren't we, um, back in November now. It just seems like such a long time ago. Um, the um, So we've got Tane down in the gym, just to sort of recap our minds. Um, he's um, been poisoned by something in his Lucas aid or what have you. Um, and he's, um, he's, there's this gas or this chemical being released he's unconscious he's he's in a really bad way and um in a really poorly designed air conditioning unit pumps all that upstairs to salt where the entire bay more or less is there for no (laughs) for a mental health event would you believe so um and and you know only home and away would get away with you know, a gas attack at a mental health event, but there we go. Um, It's an important message and all that, and Martha's doing really well, you know, raising awareness, and she's done the whole stressing out about the the painting and all the rest of it, and there's a gas attack, and it's all mental health, so never mind. I'm going to say we're going to look over that. You shouldn't really look over that issue, but um, I think only a show like Homer's will get away with something like that, and they just about do it. So everybody upstairs... Um, it's enjoying the party, everybody downstairs, in, well, Tane downstairs, unconscious, and um, Martha's looking a bit crook, isn't she? She's sat right under this vent that's raining out this pesticide all over her, she's not feeling well. Irene soon follows her, and um, this alerts Cash to the fact that there's something not right, and the word that we've not had in... Um, summer bay yet lockdown he locks everybody down in fact he announces that this is a lockdown so there we go um you know he's he you know we've managed to escape covid in the bay but we've still managed to have a lockdown so there we go nowhere in the world is safe from lockdowns guys nowhere is safe um and um 
you know, he, he sort of quarantines everybody, which seemed a bit odd. And I know looking online, there's, the, you know, people tweeting along and whatnot. Um, these, there was a bit of a misunderstanding, you know, everyone was like, why is he, surely get everybody outside in the open space. But I, I think I think the justification of that was his, um, you know, keeping everybody contained because they might contaminate others, which did seem to go by the wayside a little bit later on in the episode. So... There was just so much happening. I'm probably missing loads at this point. But, um, you know, it was trying to contain everybody. Leah and Justin were having this Barney on the back. And they're always having a Barney lately, aren't they, about Theo. Talk more about him later. But um, they got split up as Justin was on the phone, on the balcony. He shuts them out, doesn't let them in, even though they've been in the party. Like, he just locks them out on the balcony, not knowing what's going on. Imagine, (laughs) Imagine that. They'd been inside anyway, so... You know what's the what's the big deal? They they're probably contaminated anyway, but never mind. Lockdown and all, um, and then yeah, there's just this mass panic. Alf um, is beside himself when Martha looks real crook. She takes a turn for the worse. She needs you know medical help, and he's beside himself as is everybody really, and obviously Irene and um, and and Marilyn don't look too great either. Um, help arrives and we get to see John was it John in the hazmat was John one of the guys in the hazmat suit because honestly I had to rewind the TV it was hilarious it, please let it be John I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it was John helping out the hazmat guys I mean where did he get that hazmat suit from <laughs> do the hazmat team just let people do that i mean i know he's the manager of the place and he was probably helping him with the layout but yeah he was definitely there wasn't he he helped identify tane when they discovered him in the office lifeless on the floor bless so yeah john hilarious moment john in his hazmat suit and logan has obviously arrived and he's gone to logan's superman um mode and has just sort of adrenaline going pumping in and he's sort of gone in to help and it, I loved that scene you know a bit later on when it all sort of calmed down a bit and Logan and was sort of talking with Mark and sort of you know went to the went to Salt to see her after she was you know she was allowed back in and it was all cleaned up and he's, he's and she was like you know because they, they had this moment didn't they last year where um you know she was a bit he'd give up his job and she was a bit like he's giving up everything for me and he's going to resent me yada 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 and she was a bit like see that's you logan that you're this adrenaline junkie you need it go and get your job back if you want and i thought you know it's quite a nice thing because we know that she's really into him you know what she said to him you know if you want to be that person you know go it's not like this around here all the time you know it actually is but never mind, Mac, you know, you can't fool us. It's not our first rodeo. So, yeah, um, I thought it was a nice scene, you know, after the, you know, and he, and he sort of reassures her that, you know, yes, that's part of his life, but it's not everything about him. I just really like them as a couple. What do you guys say? I know they're a bit hit and miss with people, but yeah, I like them as a couple. Everybody gets hospital help anyway, and sort of we move on from the drama of the actual attack onto the sort of aftermath and the effects that it's, it has on the community um, post this big event happening. And I'm just going to break up 
or break down, should I say, the um, the sort of um, avenues we've got to explore now about what effect it's having now on the wider community. So there's a few different things going on. We Medically, we've got Tane now. He's in a coma, he's unconscious, and he's in a really bad way. He's at the hospital. Nobody can see him because of con the amount of contamination he's got. We don't know what state he's in really as a viewer. We, we've not really been given much about his state other than, you know, obviously his family coming around the hospital and coming through. I hope he pulls through. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a great part of the Bay and, you know, he's, he, he's not, he didn't deserve it. And also he holds the key to who did it, right? He saw his attacker before um, they opened all the, the pesticide on him. Um, he saw the attacker, so he knows who did it, and he, at this point, he's the only one. So for dramatic effect, obviously, you know, the writers have kept him unconscious for a bit to keep this going a bit longer, but it is going to start, I hope he wakes up soon, because it is going to start getting to a point where poor Flick's going to lose a mind, we'll come on to that in a mo. Um But yeah, so Tane's in a really bad way, Martha as well, she's not taken well to it at all, she's a delicate flower, isn't she, Martha? Really delicate. She's not. She's she's had a really severe reaction, and for de for it for days this week we didn't really know. It, both her and Tane were in were in bad ways. Um, Irene and Marilyn were cleared, released, um, and you know we don't actually know whether Martha and Tane are gonna are gonna get through this. You know, and it's it, it's a bit touching going, and obviously the, everyone's beside themselves. Rue. Um, and Alf, you know, they're absolutely in bits about this because Martha's not, you know, she's she, she's going to be... She, I feel like, you know, her mental health and, you know, everything she's tried to achieve with the event itself, I think she's going to take a lot of that on. I think that's going to be, if she pulls through and she's okay, um, she's going to be taking a lot of that on, I think, mentally. And I think, I think Alf and Rue are thinking, you know, ahead after after this and recovery post-recovery what effect is that going to have that um you know such bad things happen to people as a result of being there at her event i think she's going to take a lot of that burden i really do and i think rue can probably see that she's not vocalized it to anybody yet but she can probably see that we do get a little bit of good news about martha though a little bit later in the week we find out at the very end of the week she's woken up and uh you know rue's in the diner with with irene and she's sort of gossiping a little bit she's saying you know flick took that avio out against against uh, Tane on the day of the attack so you know don't want to I don't want to accuse her but you know it doesn't look good for her kind of thing and then um, she gets that phone call from the hospital saying that she's woke up Martha's woke up and off she goes to the hospital to see her so we've not seen that yet so we'll probably get all that next week on screen but it is good that she's awake and Rue can just step down a bit as I say I think there's loads more to come about Martha blaming herself for other people being unwell um, Tane we're still unaware of he still seems in a really bad way the Paratas are obviously rallying round and lots of high you know emotionally fueled, emotionally fueled that's what I'm looking for emotionally fueled scenes at the um, hospital with Ari and uh, Mia because she brings up the adoption and you know and they have a bit of a, a bit of a, an emotional sort of spat at each other um, but obviously, ultimately, need to stick together. This is this um, adoption going to happen? There just seems to be something all the time, doesn't there? You know, it's like the will they, won't they adopt? I, I, 
what do you guys think? I don't think it's going to happen, you know. There's just too many things now getting in the way. It's like a sign, you know, that this was just not meant to be. You know, maybe this just wasn't wasn't what was meant to happen. Um, you know, it's heart, it's heartbreaking, really. I'm not the biggest fan of Mia. Regular listeners will know. And we've spoken about this a lot online. But, um, yeah... I wouldn't wish that upon them though and they've they've had such such tragic events happen to them already you know it's just like one thing after another and you know if Tane pulls through what's his recovery going to look like is getting a baby here or the thing and and Ari did that suggestion didn't he where he sort of said you know take me off the application and she's she's adamant she's like no we'll get we're having a baby together and we'll do this together but at some point, I think they're going to have to face facts that the universe just doesn't want that to happen, you know. Um, am I just being a bit pessimistic, maybe? Um, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I am, maybe I am, because they're just not my favourite people in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. In the meantime, Ari's right, he's got a brother to focus on who's who's critical, and we don't know whether he's going to pull through. The other side of the... Um, sort of um fallout from the bay is obviously the investigation into who did it it quickly becomes apparent that Tane was targeted and Cash saw the rose didn't he being carted away from the scene and there was this moment of him which was a great moment in throughout all this sort of madness going on of him realizing that um, yes, Felicity has done it. There was this ABO thing, big fallout. You know, he accused her of being a stalker, and um, you know these these roses have been left, you know, and stalked, left on his car, and left at his house, and all the rest of it. So he sees the rose, and he puts two and two together, and he goes to Flick's caravan. I, I, I don't. You know, I thought at the beginning, you know, does he actually think she could do this, you know? And then I th- I sat back and thought about it a bit and I thought, you know, maybe he just had to see for himself. Maybe there was just a little doubt in his mind and he just had to go and he just had to see for himself where she was. And does that mean he thinks that she is a, you know, murderer, you know, or a attempted murderer? I, d- I don't know. I think deep down he knows she's not capable of it, but... You know, the facts laid out in front of him just seem to be unbelievable to him as well. I think I think he's struggling with the battle between the two there, Cash. He's, you know, policeman and brother sort of clashing against each other. And I think he's struggling with that, with that battle. And um, the objective evidence that is in front of him, um, I think he's starting to doubt his allegiance a little bit. And and that just makes me feel a bit sorry for, for Felicity because as a viewer, it's becoming a little apparent now that she's probably not done this. It's, you know, it's a little bit too obvious. She's probably being set up. We didn't see the face of the attacker, just the boots in the dark shadow of the gym when she approached um, our, uh, Tane, rather. So... Oh, the only person who knows is Tane, so we need Tane to wake up so that Felicity is off the hook. And I think until then, her life is going to be hell. It really is. And obviously, as we watch throughout the week, it it is, you know, um, she's she's battling with this whole Cash not really believing her in her eyes. And then, obviously, Jasmine finds a receipt, uh, a very vague receipt, I might add, 
that to me wouldn't prove anything in the cause, but there we go. Finds this receipt in the caravan of this pesticide being bought, and it's like the end of the world. And and um, you know, Jasmine didn't really behave too good there. I didn't think. You know, she could have just confronted her right off. You know, I think I think she even said that Felicity later on, didn't she? She said, "Why don't you just ask me about this receipt rather than sneak off?" Because I would have denied it there for you. Um, you know, I think it's becoming quite apparent now. Felicity's nothing to do with this, and she's in a major setup. We all know, don't we? It's that dodgy friend, that dodgy friend from the bar. It's got to be. She's the only one that's had access to the caravan as well. So I'm trying to work out the motive though, guys. And I was chatting with someone about this the other day. They said the motive was jealousy. You know, she got with Tani and what have you. But I don't I don't know if that washes with me. That's If that is the only motive, it's a bit weak. Because if you then hurt Tani, I mean, you know, what have you achieved? He's not, you're not going to end up with him. Do you know what I mean? So it can't be that. I mean, and if it is, it's very, very poor. It's very, very weak. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just, I just can't see. It. I just can't see that being it. Is it jealousy from her? Does, does she want a relationship with Felicity? Maybe and wants Tani out of the picture. I don't know. It's a bit extreme, whatever it is, and I'm sure it'll be explained, but I feel like it's going to be a very, very weak explanation, and I think we're going to be very disappointed with it. Um, I can't I can't think of any other way that's going to go. If you can, say, you know, reach out to me, because, um, you know, I'd, lo I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I just can't see it being any other way than being jealous of Tane and her wanting a relationship with Felicity, which isn't very home and away, really, is it? Um, but that's definitely the girl she works with at the bar. So, something's going on there. She's trying to set her up. And um, Cash, Cash is going to get in trouble, isn't he? He's burnt that receipt. The the AFP are here, they're in. The feds are in. And they're sniffing about. They're interviewing folk. They're trying to get to the bottom of it. And he got rid of that evidence. Cash is going to get in real trouble. Are we about to lose another police officer? I hope not. He's been here five minutes, you know, and I said I said on previous episodes, you know, he's he's settling in well, man. You know, he's doing good. He's he 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 treads the line of community officer and strict cop very, very well. Better than I thought Colby ever did. Um and even some of the greats like Cat Chapman and Charlie Buckton, you know. I think he's really good at that sort of towing the line with the community and getting him on side he's, and he did it really quickly I like I like that about him so I hope he don't get suspended or sacked or what have you or worse exiled off to Yabby Yab, not Yabby Creek you know one of the further away towns you know <laughs> um yeah so he, he's gonna get in trouble isn't he he's just burnt evidence not only that at the very least he then throws a burning paper receipt onto grass I mean has he not heard about the blooming fires in Australia, the wildfires, how dangerous that is. It's summer over there at the moment as well. I mean, come on, man. Just nearly started a, I mean, forest fire in the caravan park. Not good, not good. And the medical fallout of the bay, just as we think we're, we're done with it, um, it carries on the medical fallout of the attack. It sort of rears its head a few days after Marilyn suddenly just, just starts feeling crook and she um, she doesn't look too good. And on her way home from a late night shift at the diner, she's collapsed and I was a bit 
taken aback by this because I wasn't expecting this. She was looking good. She was back at the diner. You know, her and her and Irene were having you know, relief chats about, you know, debriefs, you know, at work, saying we're so lucky and da-da-da-da-da. Um, and bless her, it's, you know, she's one of those characters everybody just loves. So to see her go through summer is is really touching. So she's stuck on the floor. She seems to be paralysed. And when they get her to the hospital, Logan hasn't got a clue what's up with her. Like, what's going on? What's going to happen with Marilyn? So... Very, very worried for her. And then right at the very end of the week, you know, it looks like it's affecting her lungs and they've put her in a coma. I mean, what's going on? Remember last time, last time Marilyn was in a coma, she woke up and thought she was still married to Fisher. Was that, was that the last time? That was hilarious either way. So we're either in for something really tragic or really hilarious, but, but it's not good. It's not good. We don't like Marilyn this way. Um, you know, Hopefully she pulls through, but I mean, as far as we're up to, she's being sedated, she's been put in a coma, and Logan hasn't got a clue what's wrong with her, and, you know, the worries just don't stop for Alf, you know, he's there by her side again, he's, you know, he's, Martha's just woke up, and, and, um, Marilyn ends up in a coma, I mean, it's like trading one off for another, so it's just not going to end for Alf, I don't think, or, or the Stuarts, the, the extended Stuart family, it's just not going to end. <laughs> got to mention now my such a good thing happened i can't believe it did um not really the way i wanted it to but chloe and ryder have broken up chloe and ryder have broken up chloe and ryder have broken up oh yeah oh yeah so happy so happy this happened i was a bit pissed off the way it happened though because <laughs> chloe ended it with ryder uh, you know all this um talk about Ryder and Theo and this whole love triangle that's clearly going to be happening um you know R Ryder's obviously got this trust a little bit of a trust issue with Theo there's this issue with Theo and he's reluctantly sort of going along with it and there's there are these moments where you know he sort of agrees an almost semi-truce with Theo just because he knows that he's a he's there he's part of the bay now and he's he's around and he's just he's not going to be going anywhere is he and um you know, Chloe ends it because she says, you know, she can't believe that Ryder had to ask her if she'd slept with him. And I'm like, hello, you would got you would have done, and you've been all over him, girl. Like, I remember just because we've had a Christmas break, you know, podcaster never forgets, right? So, <laughs> Chloe, my favourite character, as you know, <laughs> um, dumps. Ryder, who is actually one of my favourite characters. So I'm, re I'm really annoyed, but happy at the same time. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are as well. Um, but I'm pissed off at the way she, um, you know, the way that she she did it. She sort of, her excuse was, you don't trust me and you ask me about sleeping with him. Hello. You know, that whole Neek and Bella affair and you were going absolutely skits at Bella for not forgiving Neek for actually having an affair, but you're willing to end your relationship with Ryder because he just asked a, asked a question. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. We don't like you. You're absolutely ludicrous. It's all absolutely ludicrous. Thank God you're over. And if Ryder goes back to you, he's absolutely ludicrous as well. Okay. I have spoken, <laughs> okay. Um, not happy in the slightest at the outcome of that at all. However, you know, they're broken up, they're apart. Ryder can now get back to his good self, I hope. 
I still think he's he's going to be amicable. Um, I mean, it didn't really, the amic, you know them being amicable didn't really last that long because then this whole you know Theo conversation with Neek about him basically just being a boy, a teenage boy, and boasting about sleeping with a girl when he didn't um, meant that Bella, being Bella, just just came out with it and obviously caused a bit of an issue so I think I mean we've not seen anything since then but obviously Ryder's going to think that happened now and there's always going to be a doubt isn't there there was going to be that sort of trust thing anyway like did they you know he could have chosen to believe that it didn't happen but now it's you know he's he's, he's he, I don't think there's going back now from that I think I think he's he, you know it's always going to be a doubt isn't there and Ryder pal you can do much better I've said this before if you're listening, if you, you know, if you just sit there, you know, after your shift at salt at night and just put on Coastal News Podcast and just have a bit of a catch up, <laughs> um, you know, you can do better, pal. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> oh, dear. They've agreed to carry on working together, though, haven't they? So um, I think they're still going to be all that. That whole sort of group, that young group of, of characters are all going to still be hanging out, I think. Um, but Theo is going to be continue to be a thorn in everyone's side. I love, I love, love, love how Ziggy handled him at work, and um, and he was like, "Oh, I thought Ziggy would be a bloke," and she was like, "Well, I thought you'd be on time." Go on, Ziggy, go on. Um, and obviously, he does something really bad where he just basically frauds a customer. You know, he char- overcharges them and tries to split the money with Ziggy. It's going to be interesting now to see what she, what she does, whether she plays it cool and, um, you know, sort of just makes him refund it and, and put it back, which it, uh, she did do. You know, she made him call a customer back and sort it all out and correct that. But will she, will she tell Justin you know, there's already this issue with Justin and Leah and Theo and, and having him in the, you know, in the house and, you know, and it's just not going well at home that way. Will she, you know, will she, will she, will she tell him, will she, will she cause more trouble? Will she stick that knife in? I don't know. I think if she doesn't, I think she, you know, her relationship with Justin, a professional relationship and her friendship with him has been a bit rocky this past 12 months. You know, does she want to risk rocking the boat when um, they're just getting things back on track herself, you know, Ziggy and Justin? So I think she'll tell him, but I think she'll, Ziggy's a smart girl. She, she knows, she knows when to, and she knows when to, when to pick a moment so I, th- I think Theo's got got some some uh, some interesting scenes ahead with Justin again and of course Leah will take his side you know after all he did buy her a giant teddy bear named Benice hashtag random Right, now on to first look now, a brand new segment to the podcast for season two where we take a look ahead of the episodes coming up to give us a bit of a first look about what we might be discussing on next week's podcast and also on social media during the week. Speaking of which, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Coastal News Pod where we discuss, um, you know, all the episodes as they unfold um, on the hashtag Home and Away as well. I, just, I love chatting and, and, and tweeting and things with you 
you guys so keep that up do get in touch as well if you want to be involved in the conversation on a future podcast episode loads more interaction coming in season two as well so quick peek ahead at next week's episodes if you don't like spoilers maybe skip forward just a couple of minutes while we dis- while we just discuss these episode synopsises so let- without further ado let's get on so monday Ziggy arrives just in time to take her first surf class. That's right, because Ziggy and Dean last week, you know, Dean tried to go back to work, didn't he? And there was this, you know, issue with him being, you know, he got knocked over and in pain and it's too early and he had this rat-a-tat with Ziggy again and I was a bit, I'm sure many others were a bit, you know, a bit bit annoyed that, worried as well about it going down the road of them two and rowing again and we don't want any of that. I am not looking forward to seeing them disagree all the time we've had enough of that last year and they've only just got together and they don't seem to have been happy have they since um however it is good that his recovery isn't just you know speeding along way too quickly and he's already running a marathon you know he tried to go back to work and he realized he needs help and with nico looking after the board shop he's you know he's drummed up loads more interest because you know he's such a celebrity um everyone wants to serve less than so so it sounds like then, looking at this synopsis, Siggy definitely agrees to go in and do more surf lessons. How she finds enough hours in the day when she's got a babysitter Theo at the garage, I have no idea. Um, it does mention on this synopsis here, John's hesitation for her lack of experience. So it sounds like surf club manager John is, uh, has got his little health and safety helmet back on. Dean maintains his faith in her and they head into the club. Sounds like an interesting start to the week. Next. Um, so Dean's happy with her on board <laughs> on board giving out surf lessons at the surf club on to Tuesday so Dean still can't believe Ziggy didn't disclose the surf lessons incident there's an incident clearly that Monday episode is more interesting than it reads clearly something must go down then Ziggy clearly doesn't have the surf skills that she thinks she's got maybe I don't know. Tane's toxin exposure levels have decreased enough for Ari and Nico to go into his room. Oh, that's good. Oh, I am pleased about that. You know, um, I mean, that's Tuesday, so that's like a week and a half since the attack, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds like he might be on the men then, basically. But I'm really glad that, it, you know, Ari and Nico will get to go and see him properly because, you know, you know, it must have been, must be torture for them at the moment. Let's go. Ari immediately questions if he remembers anything about the incident. Oh, immediately questions Tane. Oh, so Tane's awake, mate. Tane must be awake by the next episode. We are moving fast here now. Talk about slow recovery for Dean, but the miracles are happening for Tane. Must be. Mia disapproves and orders Ari out of the ICU room. Oof. Okay, more family drama going on there then. And clearly Ari... I'm getting all tongue-tied now. Mia must think Ari's pressuring him too much. Ari must be going into sort of protective mode, wants revenge, wants to find out who's done it type mode. Probably by this point in the week as well, these rumours about Felicity and the rumour mill must be going wild because it already was doing at the end of this week. So by mid-next week, I bet they all just I think it's... I bet Felicity's got an absolute target on, the back of, on her back, bless her. Uh, moving on to Thursday, so Felicity wakes to a banging at her door. See, see, you know, all these outshack towns, you know, these small communities, they're gonna be, they're gonna be out of the caravan door with with pickaxes and God knows what. 
Oh, it's Alf, apparently, on the next line. It's Alf who wants to know why her van has been vandalised. <gasps> See what I mean? Target on her back. It's as if, it's as if I've watched this show for years, you know. It's as if, you know, it's as if I've watched it for years. <laughs> and then finally Friday, after the success of their online stunt, Theo sees an opportunity to make money. Oh, so we're flicking to the younguns then by the looks of it. So Theo sees an opportunity to make money after an online stunt. Hmm. Okay, that sounds ominous, doesn't it? While, Polis- while, while Felicity pleads her innocence, insisting she's being framed. Okay, so Tani mustn't still be talking by Friday next week. That's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Right, that's all we've got time for for today's episode of Coastal News, an unofficial home away podcast. Thank you for listening. We're back weekly now with new episodes every weekend as the episodes have aired on Channel 5. Do join us on social media, hashtag Home and Away or at Coastal News Pod. And remember, you can rate the podcast now. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also follow it to so make sure you get notifications, notifications of new episodes. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Have a fab week. Bye. Thank you.